Such is such life. life. As we now get started. Ball is life. Ball is life, Timmy. Episode two. Unfortunately, Timmy, you can't say your joke. I haven't. I haven't approved it. Mm. I'm sorry. It was funny, but the audience will have to guess what. Can you do the? Can you do the? Can you do the turtle joke? Do you have the turtle joke? You can do the turtle joke. Well, Go I'm on, just gonna prep. Timmy, this. since I can't um, start the show, welcome to episode two. It's Giovanni, Timmy, Paul, and Nick. Short staff today, but Timmy wants to introduce the show since I can't, and Jimmy has now enforced the six-second mic off rule for me. So, Timmy, go ahead with your joke. I think I think your joke is actually more important than the rest of the content we have for this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Well, you know, as more and more men have been wearing hats, more and more men have been suffering from unexpected hair loss. Unexpected hair loss. I haven't heard that since the turtle won the race. That's sensational. Great, great that's job. Sensational. Great job. <laughs> Did I steal that joke? Yeah, but that's okay. Sure. Who'd you, who you steal it from? Another that's podcast. Brutal. Oh, okay. Don't so mention a, it. a rival podcast? Or? No, they don't talk about BC Sports. We're one and only there. So yeah, we, we're the we only student-run student BC Sports We got sports the competition podcast. there. <laughs> yeah, we don't have I feel like every... Is every other BC like sports podcast part of like a bigger company? I think so. What are you, what are you saying? Are there like the 24-7 guy? Well, there's one that's... You mean 247? That's twenty four seven. That's what I said. Yeah. It's not two four. That's the one. Twenty four seven is an independent company, and then they oh have their own. And then there's like locked on BC. Which yeah. Is then there's well, the globe. The globe is uh, Trevor Haas, the writer. Yeah. So it's like wow. So, there, there are a lot of Boston College. We are the market. We are according to, according to some. We are a Power Five program. <laughs> according we, to some people, we're a Power Five fact, podcast. BC podcast. Fun fact: Not to like flex my you know my barstool status, as many have heard. Big but league, we, big I, league. Got, I know. I got added. We got added to the um, Power Five conference group chat. So no way. So, so we're a Power so, Five podcast. You know who's so, not in the Power Five? Who's on Syracuse five? because they are the worst team in the ACC. <laughs> wow. It's a running joke here. We have some traders on the crew. I can't. I still. Paul has clearly been off the podcast now. for a long that's time. People, know. people, we talked about it last. I mean, if you we've had talked to, about Gio's infinite love for the Syracuse. Well, because when he remember really? the Syracuse basketball game last year, he rooted for Syracuse. Oh, he was. We yeah. went out, we let me let me clear my name here again, which I feel like this is how we always start this show. But honestly, I I said I didn't miss this last time, but I was lying. I couldn't miss it for the world. Syracuse is my original team, right? Going, I, I grew up. Loving Syracuse basketball. My dad and my mom went there. I thought you were about to say grew up in Syracuse. I did not grow up in Syracuse, no. I, I would have hated myself. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Great great start to today's episode. Well, there's nothing to do with Syracuse, I guess. Yeah. But I, 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 it was, I found it hard the first time that Syracuse came to BC to you know, put my love of Syracuse basketball aside, which I understand and I accept that might not have been right. And now when Syracuse comes to Boston College, I think it's in February, right, Nick? They come again? Uh, Have they released the full schedule? No, yet? we so for football. Or, no, or well, they go to they go to Syracuse. We for go football. to Syracuse this year for football, and then the for basketball the conference schedule hasn't come out yet. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, it's later in the year. Usually, it'll be later in the year. It's a pretty big matchup. It's a pretty big rivalry. And now I feel as all former Big East teams now ACC teams. Former Big East teams, and with all the conference realignment, we haven't talked since the uh, conference things came out. So we'll welcome SMU, Stanford, and Cal. Happy to have them. I don't know that we. I mean, I guess we are to save Love some Pacific Coast teams been, in I the think ACC. That would have been an interesting conversation to have um, with uh, with Alex. With Alex, because well, because imagine the Friday, the Friday night one a.m. finish at Berkeley. Yeah, I think. Well, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it would be 
I think well less for Alex because I mean no matter what he's probably gonna play on a Saturday. If they go to Cal, he's gonna play on a Saturday anyway. So really like doesn't matter as much as like if you're like a baseball. But they guy, come back like, the same night though. Yeah, that's true. And or if you like you're a baseball guy and you have to go play a three game series in California and then you have to come back on like a Sunday night and then you have class Monday. That sucks. I imagine that sucks. I mean, Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah, it's an all-coach conference now, I assume. Oh, I like oh, that. and you don't even have to change the abbreviation. Yeah. I like that. They no. should reach out to you. We should make a clip of this and make it go viral. So Nick, gets I'm sure a, I'm not the first person to say that. Syracuse is on a coast, Great Lake. Almost. Okay, on that note, all right, we're talking about all coast. What's, on the, what's on the schedule for tonight, Jim? Timmy's got jokes all day long. We're talking about coast. Um, what's what's on the schedule today? You ask Nick. Well, we're looking ahead to the schedule for BC. As we start our second show of Season 2 today, we're previewing the HCBC in-state matchup. That's coming this Saturday, September 9th. And then, although this comes out, this will come out tomorrow, and today's Thursday, the NFL season, after a long wait, starts tonight. KC versus Detroit in Kansas City, the banner unveiling for the Super Bowl champions. We will talk a little NFL. I think we've talked some NFL before, but we don't do it very often. So, nice little treat. Short, I mean, I don't know if it's a tree. I mean, depending on if you listen for the whole thing or not, maybe you'll, maybe you won't, maybe you a will. A tree for my dad, who will be listening to this for on Mr. Drive Shout tomorrow. out to our, maybe our one of our only full show regular listeners, except for Brian Cavanaugh. I know Brian Cavanaugh listens to everyone. Shout out to BK. Shout out, Brian Cavanaugh. Shout out, Brian. He is, he is the man. So, without further ado, let's get into our Holy Cross preview and... Boys, after the overtime loss, 27-24 to 24 against NIU, we talked extensively about that on uh, last Sunday when Nick and I debuted our BC Sports Tonight show. That was on the ZBC AM Airwaves and WZBC Sports YouTube channel. Mm. How, do you th- how do you think that went, Ned, Nick, first Well, of all? I think it went very similarly to this podcast where, you know. So great. Yeah. So hey, thanks, where, Tim. Where it was just like a lot of conversation and then suddenly – we were just like, you know what, Nick? Talk for ten minutes about something you're passionate about, and I did. You did. You went on a little rant. Usually we do. Usually we would, that's a basketball <laughs> season thing, but yeah. I, I, remember, I remember your Detroit Mercy rant. Oh god, that was good. Don't get me started on this. We gotta we gotta start clipping the Nick Petralio rants and make it like a Paul and Tammy. Or no, I, Paul will know what I'm talking about. Like a Don Lagreca rant segment. That guy, that guy is unhinged. Don Lagreca. Have you seen like the highlight videos of his rants? It's like 14 minutes long. It was crazy. But I don't know. This is a little off topic. But Mike Francesa, I need that guy back in my life. Yeah. For those of you who don't know. He went to Barstool recently. You got to be a New York guy to know. You got to be a New York guy to know. Mike Mike. Francesa, legendary New York sports radio host. But the guy had a knack for hilarious prank calls. Everybody would just call in and ask the most absurd questions. Look it up on YouTube. They have a whole compilation of them. But... Ever since he retired, it just hasn't been the same. And he'd like, his reactions were just priceless. So basically what Paul's trying to say is that's, that's essentially what our radio that's, show is going to end up being yeah. after <laughs> Paul calls into it every week. Paul, uh-huh. Paul, we got a couple people that want to call in with funny things. I think Noah Ross has I don't got think some anyone good has ideas. wanted to call in yet with a sports question. I think it's just no. All it's all funny. It's all funny things. I, I'm I'm kind of scared for when Noah calls. I'm, I'm very what he's excited say. about it. Um, uh, shout out Noah, who's at uh, Penn State this weekend. What if I call in and I ask if 
the Philadelphia Eagles and the Boston College Eagles ever get together for like a player <laughs> player <laughs> franchise <laughs> franchise get do, together? Do the Boston College Eagles <laughs> and the Philadelphia Eagles get dinner when they're in town together and just chat, just talk shop? Look it up. All New uh, York Giants, all San Francisco Giants. Mike Francesa, New York Giants, San Francisco Giants. One of the funniest segments you'll ever see. Um, but yeah, le- so uh, Holy Cross, uh, Geo. I know you uh, you called the game obviously last weekend. You're going to call the game again this weekend. Uh, talk to I guess talk a little about how you know you felt as someone who's calling every play. How the team progressed and and, and can is, they is, figure it out this week? Are you so, are you trying to set up a rant here? Are you no, I'm, I'm no, I'm I'm fully kidding. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Let's get into it because that was the most I think tale of two different teams game that I've ever seen, if that's actually a real term. It, it looks like literally two different squads trotted out there, even when you made the quarterback switch. Now, I want to talk, we'll talk about BC and that quarterback switch later in this segment. But the one thing that I want to say, and I think it's my final note about that game specifically, right? We talked about it on the radio show about how the problems for the, in that game were problems we've seen before by a athlete coach team. They were very predictable in the sense that there were drops, right? There were just mental errors, such as like drops is the biggest one. Jaden Williams had a few that he should have caught, and and Alex, not Alex Brim, but Christian Mahogany's first game back had a couple holdings. You get Kyle Hergel in the second quarter with the roughing the passer penalty. But the other thing is that you see a lot of the time is untimely penalties. Think about from you three that watched that game, how many times, if you want to guess, that they BC was driving down in the maybe past the 50 close to the 50 and a holding or, or, or a roughing the passer or something like that on the defensive side took it back and killed the drive and all camp long we heard Jeff Halfley talk about drive killers as part of the reason why they went three and nine and and to hear him say that even because of those injuries that drive killers were one of the big things it actually made me feel like well that's something that's very fixable right untimely and frankly just degrading penalties like that are very fixable. Those are discipline issues. And Nick, you echoed this beautifully on Sunday, but that's something that can be fixed. And what it comes in is practicing and and practicing, practicing, practicing. That's what camp is for. That's what this week is for. And so if we see that again on Saturday, there is serious cause for concern because then that means that they frankly don't care. They it's a discipline issue. Don't, exactly. And that's something that's easier fixed than not having the talent in the right place to be able to make plays happen. They BC has the talent. They need leaders. Look at look at well, I mean, they have some leaders too. But look at Thomas Castellanos. Look at the way Christian Mahogany played, even with those two penalties. Look at how <laughs> Donovan Ezeraku put his heart on every single play in that game to be able to stop the run. There was in during that roughing the passer he had on NIU's drive where it was. Uh, BC was losing by seven. Couple fourth down penalties extended that drive for NIU, and while BC was able to get the ball back, it, it really extended the drive longer than it should have been, and maybe took away some time for BC to potentially go down and win the game with another touchdown or a field goal and avoid overtime altogether. But Donovan on that drive made the rough in the passer call on Lombardi, which I thought that Rocky Lombardi, who is NIU's quarterback, sold just a little bit. And, and Donovan, I mean, that, again, and Jeff Halfley refused to say his opinion, but he made it seem as though that's what he was implying, that it might maybe wasn't a penalty. And whether it was or wasn't, it got called. So it's something that had to, it, that was going to stay. You can't review that. 
Donovan, on the very next play, and the play afterwards, made two TFLs. Well, maybe maybe a no game, but they, they stopped the, the running back at the line. The, the ability to have the Ted Lasso goldfish mentality in that instance shows incredible leadership by Ezraku, and it shows that the talent is there, but if they can get disciplined and adjust to the, the things that are happening, not panic, and which creates that lack of discipline, you're going to see a much more poised BC football team that may be able to pull out a win against a very good team. I think I think that's very true, Gio, and I think the biggest point you're hitting on, which I think a lot of people saw when they were watching that game, was it's clearly it's clearly not the players. The players clearly care. They're trying to win. It, it feels like it's it feels like it's a coaching issue. Like you said, you know things like being undisciplined, things like uh, you know calling screen screens on third and long. It feels like uh, coaching issues, and how do you, how do we address that? But how does Halfley address that? Because really, it is. I, I mean, a lot of people will say that his job's already gone. But I mean, how could you? There's no possible way you could justify Jeff Halfley coaching another Boston College season, r- let alone another game. I mean, unless he's able to unless turn he, it around. Unless, unless, he, unless he's totally cross this week. Yeah, I mean. To that screen pass when it was third and ten, we can get points before the, before the first half ends, and he throws a wide receiver screen. Who you're saying, Castellanos? Well, just the play. Why are we doing which one? Which one I'm saying? This is in about to be the end of the first half. This happened I multiple think. times, Tim. Oh, yeah. oh, the BC. No, not the punting error. No, we're talking about the no. There's there there a wide receiver like screen. Long. It's like third and nine, third and ten. And like uh, a I minute left in the half, like midfieldish. We're like five yards away from a first down, from a oh, goal yes. range, and we yes. go that, that was not a good call. call. That was not and a good call. And it's, it's hard for you know. I think we've said if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, and shout out my dad who is, you know, but we've given him his flowers when he's deserved it. But we've also given given him his criticism, and I think he's clearly not above criticism in this situation. How do you? It felt like he went out there unprepared. It felt like they needed another week to get ready. It felt like they really thought of it as more of a preseason game than a regular season game. And when that happens and you play against NIU, who, credit to NIU, MAC champions NIU. Well, but, but here's they the note want, I want they, they came in there and they wanted to prove to everyone that they are a serious football player. But here's the, note, here's the note I want to make about that. Because I didn't think they played a game that was particularly... Off the charts, great. No, of course right? not. Right? No, they, they was not that. What the genius of their game plan was is they based it off what we were doing. They came in with uh, Thomas Hammock was their coach. He was a running back coach for the Ravens. He had a t- two 1,200-yard rushers. It was actually the same guy. Justin Forsett did it twice, made a couple Pro Bowls. He's obviously got credibility. This team knows how to run the football. Ontario Brown, who got hurt in the third quarter, is a stud. He had two touchdowns before he went down. Rocky Lombardi can move it a little bit. They got Casper Rutkowitz who can move around the line. They don't, and th- now those aren't huge names, but they're players that are good enough to run that kind of offense. Kind of small ball, jet sweeps, you know, hard inside runs. Smash mouth football. Exactly. Smash mouth football. That's exactly what they ran. And I think that the mentality was that, okay, well, if BC actually adjusts to it and is able to kind of press, you know, get one of the, rid of the shells and get another guy out there into the front seven, start playing a little 4-4, right? That is where 
the adjustment would have come from, and it didn't come. It didn't come, and because it didn't come after halftime, because they continued to put the defensive linemen back and play for like they were going to pass it, even though they were up 7 and then 14 nothing. Why, if they're not going to change it and it's working, why would we change it, right? Let's keep doing it if it's working. And that's exactly what they did. They took advantage of the situation, and it ended up working. But it was not a game plan that where if you see sometimes these upsets, these, you know, like look at Appalachian State last year, also beat North, almost beat North Carolina. It's like a 62-63 game. It was incredible. Appalachian State played an amazing game. They scored, you know, 60 points to be able to compete with North Carolina and go pound for pound with a Division I football program. Now you look at NIU, they didn't do that. But they did do enough to get them in that position to be in overtime. And that's what BC has to be wary of yeah, and they, be able to adjust against next time. They played the game to beat BC. BC was playing the game to get the win. They didn't focus on how to beat NIU. They tried to just win the game. And it showed when they took Moorhead out and they put Castellanos in, and they played him like it was Moorhead playing quarterback. Castellanos is so, or Castellanos is such a dual threat. He can run the ball unlike, and unlike most quarterbacks can. And he was in the pocket trying to make these passes that not even Moorhead could really make, as we saw. And they had to, they had to change their game, which they did in the second half. Castellanos was getting more mobile. He was running around more, which is how the offense should run. They figured it out. Run. They figure figured it out. They need to figure that out sooner. They need, before it's too late. So Timmy, with an excellent another excellent transition, it brings up a big question for this game of who's your starter on Saturday. And I'm just going into this. I've heard rumors from internally that you got, you got sources. I, I do have sources. <laughs> Timmy could could vouch for this, but we've heard that Castellanos is taking most of the reps. In I think I know who this source is, and I don't know if I trust him. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> that's the issue. But that we take it with a grain of salt. Well, that source, Castellanos, is it, the same right. source that, is it the same source who was right about Moorhead last year? Yeah, that's true. Same, that, that, uh, this, and yeah. it was the same source that said Castellanos would so, get snaps so, during this game. So, so speaking of re- really um, original listeners, if you're an original listener, that was one of our first posts about Moorhead getting the start. I think it was against... Um, who was it? What's the first game? I forget whenever his first Duke. 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 Yeah, it was Duke. Duke. So he came in to get started against Duke. That was leaked to us before BC had it. We knew before they did it. It still got like 25 likes. You could say everything you want about us. We get but he was about. right about that. <laughs> this, is, this is the same story, so I'll give you that. And, Nick, I want to get your take on this because you were pretty vocal about Castellanos' play on Sunday. Do you think he's done enough to, if you hear about it, um, get those reps and be the starter on Saturday against Holy Cross? And how do you feel about Jeff Halfley in the press conference on Monday saying that he may not name a starter until the morning of the game? Like, I don't like... I try, I'm trying... I try to be so nice. I try to be so kind just constantly. Breathe, just breathe. It's okay. I try to be so kind constantly. There's no reason why Cassiano shouldn't start this next game. He clearly proved... That he's a capable quarterback. He made plays. He was the reason why they ended up getting to overtime. And they and and then they decide, oh well, Cassianos is throwing the football well. Well, let's run the football three times and then and then kick a field goal in overtime, which ended up being great. I I don't I just I just don't get Jeff Halfley, man. I, I just don't get it. Like you come out in the press conference, and I get the qu- the way the question was asked about the quarterbacks. Like kind of gave him a layup where he could be like, well, you know, that was the game plan um, to to give more head two drives and then put Cassianos in. And that's what he did say. 
And yeah. that's we'll jet we'll shout out Jack Bergamini, asked that question, raised his hand, maybe one of the first ones that happened. So and and, and, and the way yeah. the way that he phrased the question sort of sets uh, Jeff up for that answer. So you know, great. Um, I don't. I just don't get him. I just you know, like I think uh, I think probably has been tweeted thousands of times on Twitter at this point. When you, John Madden once said, "When you know, you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks." That's right. It's just what is Cassian like? Why are we doing the charade? The charade does nothing for anyone. I feel like never has. I don't. I I never get why I never get when coaches do this, especially like in the NFL. A lot of coaches do this with like rookie quarterbacks. And they'll be like, well, I don't know if we're going to start him this week. You know, we might go with 87-year-old Andy Dalton. You know, he Who looks always gets his way. We'll talk about NFL. He always, I think he's starting for another team. Probably. And they're always no, like, not the Panthers. Well, we're going to give him a And then maybe he gets week one, and then it's like, it's Andy Dalton. He's, he can't move. It's like Tyrod yeah. Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's a good quarterback. He can move. I love Tyrod Taylor, but he started over Herbert, then he started over Josh, or Allen, then Herbert, then Baker Mayfield. So and it's like, it just I don't get why coaches do that, and I don't get why Jeff Lapley's doing that here. I mean, you lost game one. There's no you don't get to be, you don't get to be coy. I guess you don't get to be cute with it. You lost. You lost a game you should have won. You should come out there and be like, hey, Cassianos is our guy, and we're we're gonna work from there. Because the fact that you have any sort of quarterback issue is such like, there's so many bigger things, and to, and to sort of create that issue is so, is so like. I don't know. Is it is selfish a strong? Is selfish strong? It might be. It might it be. Feels, it feels selfish. It feels like you. It feels like he's not seeing the bigger picture here. One thing I want to say before we move on to Holy Cross and looking at their team about this BC team, right? I think that Coach Athley has, from what we can see, we don't get to see him in practice. We don't get to see him talk to the team. We don't get to see the teammates' reaction to what he says. In from what we've been able to see. I think he has put that game in the rearview mirror. I think that mentality-wise, at the very least, the intention is in the right place. Even if, and look, I think what he has to do, to your point, Nick, what would very help if the intention is in the right place, this team, compared to other BC teams, has the talent where he can take his hands off the wheel for a minute. I, I don't think so. I mean, it, it, we'll find out if Tommy has the wherewithal to be able to change the plays of the line, if Steve Shimko, the OC, can help him out. If on defense, you know, Azar Abdul-Rahim, who I thought put in a great game plan for the front seven, the secondary, who was a big question mark coming into this year, played an excellent game. A few penalties by Jones and Cheek were questionable and untimely, but those are going to happen to every team in every game. And and I think they did a great job, but if, if Coach Halfley has this kind of talent. This is the deepest roster he's ever had. We heard all camp where him and many other coaches were saying, you know, there are positions we don't know who's going to start because of how much competition there is and how deep there is, or deep this team is, excuse me, and the accountability that exists on this team, that the players are policing themselves. We heard that come out of everyone's mouth at camp. So if that was really the case, and we saw a repeat on Saturday, right, of what the 3-9 and nine B.C., of the BC from before that started 4-0 and and ended up 6-6 six and six and had some of the same problems that have been themes on this campus in the Jeff Halfley era. If Jeff Halfley wants to change something, I think that he should do more with less. It just, it, uh, I don't know. I don't want to keep, like, 
kicking a dead horse here. Um, but yeah, it's just the it, repeated cycle. Yeah, it just like, feels like we it just feels like we keep doing this with Jeff, and I get that like they yeah, you're the, the, the players love him. Like every time we talk to every time we've talked well, to the players, players sing his praises. They, they sing his praises. So it's like it's not he's. The, I don't know that he's losing the locker room. Like everyone, <laughs> I think says that he is. I'm not sure how true that is, but it's just at some point are you just not are you just not that kind of D one head coach? I I'd love if he proved me wrong. I guess because it seems like I would he's love a it great too. Guy and it seems I like would he, love it too, just because you'd be wrong. Yeah, and <laughs> okay. And it seems like he pre- it seems like he represents Boston College well, right? Because you never because you never hear people complaining about Jeff Hathley as a person and the players like him. It's just the football part of it. He's a good embodiment for the school, right? One hundred percent. So you love very well spoken. So you would love so you would love if Jeff sort of uh, figured out the football part, but that hasn't happened. So uh, how far can person? But he might. How far can good guy get you? And so. It's just like, got. We hope that he that he figures it out. But at some point, when does the plug get pulled? I think, I think you have to win this game, and I think you have to. I you have to put up a fight. You have to put up. A, you, you have, have to win this game. No, you gotta win. You have to win this game. I'm saying next week. I'm saying Florida State. Florida State. You gotta put up a fight. And I think for the rest of the year. I mean, I don't want to say he does. No, I'd say he should. Bowl game has to be. This is a schedule we can compete your, your with. Schedule is so soft this year. It's bowl, a, bowl game, bowl game seems bowl like game, a loss. And the fact that we were zero and one is like, it's pretty pathetic. It's pretty. It's but we. But here, here's the point I'll make about that. We've seen teams do this. Notre Dame last year was zero and two. They lost to Ohio State, and I can't even remember who they lost to in the Marshall? second game. Marshall. Marshall. That's Marshall, right. Yeah. That's right. We've seen Marshall teams got, do this. I think got ranked. And then, well, because of that game, and then yeah. Notre Dame, I think won their next eight or nine games in a row. So you can. Yeah, so, it can be so done. Can. The season isn't over. So you know, if that's one thing I want to say, it felt like a funeral on Sunday after this, after that loss. Everyone's like, "Oh, here we go again, three and nine. The season's over. It's not over. No. It is not over. There I, are I good think, players yeah. on this team, and if the coaches and the players, if the whole team can figure it out, it starts this weekend. If it can start this weekend, I mean, hey, maybe we're all wrong, and I hope we are. I hope we are." That expression you're using, his head's in the right place, you think it is? All right, it's been that way for God knows how long. It's time for him to show it. This is make or break for mm-hmm. Jeff Halfley, essentially. Absolutely. Right here, the, the real Absol- decider. A- absolutely. And, uh, but, but, also, but also, and I think this is the final point I think we're trying to make here, is it's make or break for Jeff Halfley, absolutely. But also, like, if you're coming to the game with, like, a paper bag on your head, oh. come on. Please don't. Come on. We're not promoting really? that. Are you like? Please don't do that. You're you're a child. This isn't like we're not looking at the at the New York Mets, who like who have <laughs> well, been for like I'm, years and years and years and won't spend money. I'm sitting here looking at you guys because Timmy, my roommate right here, he know he's staring at me because he knows I have a brown bag from the bookstore. He has a brown paper bag made. on my desk in my dorm right now. So, so I have it ready to go. We'll see. Don't be like Paul, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be like Paul. It's just like absolutely for Florida State. If we we lose against Holy, if we lose against Holy Cross, I feel like the kind of game it is. The red. I was saying that to myself. It's kind of the game it is. So like, yeah, like they probably deserve it at that point. That's big, but it's bigger than football at that point. Nick, should we should we make a shirt that like 
make an example of him say hey like this is paul with him with the brown paper bag and then on the back say like don't be like paul i don't think people would buy that <laughs> i would i would i just think i, didn't tell me what. I just think wearing a, i think after one game wearing a paper bag it, it, it's kind of soft that's all and i think i think it comes from a lot of people who um not to say that i've ever been on like a d1 football team but i think it's come from a lot of people who don't know what it's like to like be a struggling team and trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? And have so, that happen. Have yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, all you gotta do is talk to some Browns players about that. It's like it's like moving even, oh, even if you're just going so after good. the player. Sorry, I don't. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> even if you're just going, even if you're just going after the administration, if you're a player, that's that, that's demoralizing. The moral. If you see your fans, your wearing, fans in paper bag. That's yeah. I, it's it's like you. It's always it's like what we always talk about, which is like. You can talk about as much as the coaching staff and the administration as you want, but at some point when you when you start like really going after the players like that, they're kids. Yeah. So. Point. Anyway. No, it's a good point, Nick. Let's move on to our opponent preview. So this Saturday, I almost had the wrong day. September 9th, we will welcome Holy Cross in the 53-minute drive up from Worcester, Mass. Holy Cross put up 42 points in their season opener against Merrimack College with a five-spot. Five total touchdowns from junior running back Jordan Fuller, who had 120 yards on the ground with four touchdowns, and then another reception for 14 yards and the other touchdown. BC leads the all-time series against HC, 49-31-3. Their last meeting back in 2018 was a 62-14 win for the Eagles, in which A.J. Dillon had three touchdowns in the first half of the game. And BC has... And I feel like we do this every time. We did it with UConn, so knock on wood, boys. <laughs> they won the last nine meetings with Holy no, Cross back oh to no. 1979. Yo. I knocked on wood. I knocked on wood. You can't get mad at me. against uh, non-Power 5 schools, too, or something like that. Uh, no, UConn. It was or UConn. Or schools. No, we were 12-0 against, uh, against um, Mac schools until NIU. NIU. So, this Holy Cross. Like a record-breaking year. That's what we said last year all the time, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a record-breaking year in the wrong direction. But looking at Holy Cross now, the little team over here, that was the kind of rundown. They're the reigning Patriot League champs four years running, so this team knows how to win. We've heard, team is the truth. Yeah, we've heard that the rumblings on campus of Bob Chesney, their head coach, has, is a known winner. Does anyone? I, I would give some points, I don't know in the form of what, to anyone on this podcast right now who can guess what Bob Chesney's career record is not just at Holy Cross. This guy. Wait, how many years has he coached? This is his 14th season. I would, can I do like? Do you have the winning percentage? Because I think that would be easier. I do have the winning percentage. Okay. One seventeen and twenty three. I think that's hard to do because you have to guess how many. I'm gonna go winning percentage because I think it's. I'll go. All right. He's won. Wait, you wanna wait? Oh, 117 and forty three. Thirty three. Okay. Thirty three. Okay. One seventeen thirty three. Seventy one point two. I'm absolutely ridiculous. Okay. I like it. Because I was going to say it's probably around 70. Yeah, the, one, the winning percentage is 71.2. All right. I'll ride with you, Timmy. I'll ride I'm too you. high. It's going to be like 106. The answer is 104 and 42. You were very close, Timmy, on a first guess without, without the winning percentage. Good job. Good. But, but the point I'm trying to make is that this guy's a winner. This guy yeah. knows how to win. He's beat the last three Power 5 teams that they've played. Their quarterback, Matthew Sluka, had a pretty good game last week. He was 9 of 14, no, 146, a couple touchdowns, but the running game is really where he excels. He had 14 carries for 91 yards on Saturday against Merrimack, and last season he was 13th in the FCS in rushing yards. 
with 1,234. He accounted also for 37 touchdowns. So this guy, Matt Sluka, is going to be a problem for BC specifically because we've seen in the past how the Eagles play against very mobile quarterbacks. And Nick, you were keen on this point in the uh, before, before the show today about how the Louisville game when Malik Cunningham, who is he still on the Patriots? He's on the practice squad. He's on the practice squad. He's a, he's a real weapon. Mm. But when when Malik Cunningham came in here and Louisville almost beat BC, it was a parents' weekend game that they won. He, he was dangerous on the ground. He, that, the reason they were able to move the ball so well against us, that was kind of a wet day, was because of Cunningham's ability to use his legs. And so, Timmy, how is Sluka's ability to run very well going to affect BC in this game? Well, they have not only Sluka, but their running back, Jordan Fuller, is also a beast. So they got to worry about two guys at all times getting the ball and running. And they struggled against one guy last weekend. Not necessarily struggled in the sense they gave up big runs, but it was just continue, continually just pounding the rock up the middle. And, and part honestly, of that is the time of possession thing, too. They, the NIU stayed on the field for 37 minutes. Yeah, so wow. that defense was tired. And this is a game where we have to, where BC has to control time possession. They have to control the offense, and they can't let the def, don't allow the defense to get tired and have these guys run around you. Exactly. I, I think, uh, like, you know, we were talking about. I think there's a, such a difference between like the actual like running back run defense and ha- and a scramble quarterback defense. Like for example, the Ravens don't have a great run game right now with their running backs. Excuse you, Nicky Dobbins is a good back, but you guys don't run the football well. Well, but, we're not. Okay. But Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson runs the football well. It's different. It's yep. not. It's not straight. You know. Get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip this off, moment. Find your hole. It, it, it. I, clip the moment. He's he, the Ravens don't run the football. When J.K. Though, runs for 1,200 this year, I'm clipping. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, they won't. Um, which is like it's fine, but it's a different type of defense because it's a lot more outside runs, a lot more impromptu, right? Just are they ready? Do the, do we have a guy who can play a spy position? Well, I think yeah, the, it's I less think guys the, on the D line. Well, I would say Cam Arnold is the spy guy. I would say Jalen Blackwell is going to help him out on the outside. I thought Vinny De, Vinny De Palma flew all over the field. He had twelve tackles. I is think. Is Vinny fast enough to do that? Vinny, Vinny, Vinny is, is a tackler, but I don't know if Vinny's fast if, enough. If to keep on the Ravens' example, just from what I know, he's kind of like the Roquan Smith to Cam Arnold's Patrick Queen, where the Ravens are keen to put Queen in the spy slot for somebody against, like, let's say Josh Allen against someone maybe like Tom Brady, who retired, but. The kind of quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, the kind of quarterback Queen is going to drop back into coverage. That's what we saw last week because Lombardi was was mobile, but he didn't really, you know, run at him. There was no like, it's not like they're going to be running QB draws. They're going to have designed runs for Sluka. That's what that's what I'm saying. It's 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 can we defend that? And I think the last time that Halfley went up against that kind of defense. It didn't work out. Now, it's a new defensive coordinator, coordinators, which... Coordinators, that's right. I don't want to go into the fact that there's that we couldn't get a real coordinator hire this offseason, but that's whatever. Um, it says a lot about the, the confidence in the system. I'm just... Uh, it's just I'm just, I'm just relaying information. I, I'm proud of you. You're trying to control yourself today. I'm, I'm relaying information. You tired of something? Did something go wrong? It's just, it's, it's honestly, Geo. It's an exhausting team to talk about. Positively, <laughs> it's exhausting to try to talk. Skip about the gym. Positive. Just talk about BC football instead. You'll get. Your I went sweat. to the gym today, and I was, I was, Good for I was you. so tired. Good so, for you. Chest and triceps today. I gotta go hit 
chest tonight after this. I'm going to go hit the golf simulator for a little bit. You're not going to watch the game? What time are you going to the golf simulator? I'll come with you. 6.30. I can come with you to the golf sim. All right. I got my We got our... Back to Geo. I'm not a fan of the game tonight. NFL could have picked a better matchup. We'll come back. Oh, my God. We'll come back. I'm with Timmy on this one. We'll come back. Well, let's finish up. Let's finish up with the with the football thing, you know, the whole Boston College thing, whatever. Um, I think the biggest, like the biggest issue is going to be: can they do it last? Can they cover uh, a scrambling quarterback last time? Last time they couldn't. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the answer is: I think that they're talented enough to do it. But will the defensive scheme play up to it? I hope so because the defense looked good last weekend, and the defense was a big part of the reason why they ended up staying in that game. So. Yep, and if they can do it again, I think you'll see a much better time of possession ratio like Timmy you were talking about. I think that this defense will get off the field quicker, and frankly, if you, if you let Holy Cross have more plays, they're going to run it all over you. They ran for 242 yards on 34 carries. That's just 30, that's 34 plays that were just running plays. So. The fact that they had the ball that much, you don't even have to look at the time of possession. You know that they dominated that game because they had more plays. The more opportunities you give any team, whether they're FCS, whether in the, the, the MAC or the Power Five, they are going to beat you if they have enough opportunities to. You cannot let them in it. You cannot, with, with penalties and the discipline, I hope is being fixed this week. But in terms of a game plan, you're going to see a lot of spies. You're going to see a lot of uh, secondary members that you may not see because of their ability to tackle, right? They only attempted 14 passes against Merrimack. How many they're going to attempt on Saturday? It might be even less. Who knows? But He's you know, got to go out and win this game. Great yeah, analysis, Timmy. That yeah, would be great. Timmy's right. That's all it comes down to. Well, I think we should stop talking about BC football I think now. we should, too, I'm Nick, in a beautiful yeah. transition into some pro football. Tonight marks the beginning of the NFL season after a long, long wait, it feels. NFL football is finally back. And the game, as Paul expressed, you know, is receiving mixed reviews about its quality, but it is the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champions with their MVP quarterback Patrick Mahomes, versus the new-look Lions. It's not like the Lions are pushovers anymore. They got Jared Goff back. They have Jameer Gibbs, their 12th overall pick, the running back from Alabama. They have people like Amon Ross St. Brown, who had a great season last year and is primed for another big one this year. I can't really name any more receivers except for Quintez Sivas. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, Timmy. Thank you. You looked that up before. Good job. No, I, knew but that. I knew that. It does not seem like it's going to be as much of a blowout as it does on paper in the last maybe five, seven years. So it will be funny, though, is that if the lines get crushed, the people listening to this tomorrow for the first time are going to be like, well, he was wrong. Like, <laughs> Which thing might get crushed because it's the Chiefs, but the Chiefs, I don't, Kelsey's probably not going to play. So, Is Kadarius Tony going to play? I don't, I He's on the that Chiefs, guy. that's right. I hate that guy. They're all, their best receiver is Marquez Valdez-Scan. Yeah, they tried that. Yeah. I think it comes in that football game, it's interesting, because uh, the Lions won nine games last year. They were the last team out of the playoffs. So, did they get better? Yeah. So the expectation has to be that they're going to try to win the And that division is really up for grabs. Well, the Packers are not going to win the division unless Jordan Love suddenly becomes next to Aaron Rodgers. Next to Aaron Rodgers right away. Uh, the Bears are cool, but uh, I think Justin Fields is really good, but I, I, the, the, rest te- the, the rest team. of the team's not great. 
Um, DJ Moore's cool, though. Shout out DJ Moore. Fantasy. I got uh, him in fantasy. I think he'll get a lot of fantasy points this year. The Vikings are not as good as they were last year, and last year they only won... They had won 13 games. Yeah, they won 13 games, but how many of those were one-score games? And then they ended up And a big comeback. And then they ended up losing yeah. to the Giants, and the like 9-8 and eight Giants, whatever. Shout out to the Giants, man. Uh, they're the gonna Gi- be good. I they're gonna be good. We got three Giants fans here. Don't even get me started. Don't, want, Timmy, Timmy, are you going to the game still? I'm going to the game. Timmy is going to the game. It's a Monday I'm night. Even Sunday morning. Sunday night, yeah. Sunday night, excuse me, against Dallas. I guess why the Jets play on Monday night. Are they use, they're using MetLife twice in a row. Oh no. No, no. Uh, I think the Giants are down in uh, no, Dallas. No, no they're at MetLife. They're using it two nights in a row. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good game. That's a good game. Uh, but, yeah, I think that the uh, – I don't know what's going to happen this game. To be honest, what makes it a good game might be the fact that we don't know – we just don't know anything about the Chiefs' weapons right now. So it'll be interesting to see. Kelsey, it's going to be hard for – I mean, it doesn't matter. But with no Kelsey, it's going to be hard for anything going. They're going to make the playoffs anyway, so, like, who cares? Yeah. But it, it'll be interesting to see. It'll interesting. I think it will be interesting to see Patrick Mahomes with no, like, superstar weapon just to see how – how That's great true. is this guy? Just He's see, great. just so he can know what Lamar Jackson was he yeah. was missing out on as Lamar Jackson. I know weapons on the Ravens. He's he's get, I think outside of Mark Andrews, the it's the same weekend. situation. Who do the Ravens play? Ravens play the Texans. I think it will be an interesting game. Oregon put up eighty-one. So and that poor duck had to do five hundred and forty push-ups. Oh my god, that was terrible. Do you see the duck? Uh, Paul, I feel like that's something you would do. The duck was good. Like the duck ended up doing a lot of soft foot, like. No, yeah, those those were half I feel like you would dress up as a duck and do push-ups in the street. Wait, wait, so it was a fan outside? No, 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 no it, it was the, the mascot. This is the mascot. No, Every time they score a touchdown, exactly. he has to do one. Or oh, I did see it. He was he like, he was like, but they scored like 72 points or whatever. On the street, seven, though, then 14. You would do it on the street. I mean, like, if BC won, like, if they won the national championship, yeah. That's a really good fantasy football punishment. You gotta do push-ups in the street until you get $20 in tips. Who's tipping you for doing Who's tipping you for doing push-ups? But you have, like, a sign. Like, it's the same thing as playing the recorder. Who's tipping you for playing the recorder? What do you mean? There's street performers playing... Oh, that's true. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess. No, but for, I'm saying me playing the recorder, not a street cross, performer. Uh, hot cross buns in the recorder. Fun really? Fact. I can. So can the guy um, outside Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he's my, he's you ever see the dog outside? outside oh, what's, what's the thing say? It's, um, you can't... You keep it closing and bring it inside. Yes, they one dollar water. And then the, uh, the guy says, why lie? I need a beer. Looking for money. Here's the sign. Classic. Every Yankee game. What a summer. Uh, oh, yeah. What a summer. They yeah, stink. Um, who's, no your su- who's your Super Bowl champion, Timmy? Well, I want it to be the Giants, and I think they have a chance. It could be. It could be the Giants. You know, there's been a surprise team. The Bengals made the Super Bowl. Didn't we win it, we didn't think the Eagles were going to be that good last year. I say they have a chance. But if I'm being real, I think Chiefs might win it again. I think it's very blatant. I see no reason why they wouldn't. I think it comes down to... Paul, you agree? Uh, yeah, I'm, the Chiefs are just going to... I think steamroll the I'm win. sorry, Nick. Go ahead. No, no. I, I, I was totally fine with listening to Paul. I think Paul's so... Oh, no, I said all that I need to, Nick. Thank you, I've Paul. said all that I need to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How hurt is Travis Kelsey? I don't think he's that hurt. So it's like... They basically won the Super Bowl with the same team last year. Did any team get really that significantly better? The Eagles didn't get better. The Eagles lost. But the Eagles, guys, but the Eagles uh, got. The Eagles are still really good. Yeah, oh, something yeah. like the Eagles aren't going to run away with that division. But they got a tough schedule. This uh, year. who else in the in the AFC? Maybe the Bengals come back, and uh, they're still a really good team. So. I think the Bills' window is and closed they beat them too. before. 
Uh, the Bills aren't getting better, which is, I think, the I problem. I think at some point you have to cut your losses. Maybe trade Josh Allen. I don't know. Mm. Maybe Whoa. that's too far. Wait, Maybe trade I don't know. Josh? No, no, that's that's crazy. Crazy. I don't know. But, oh, I mean, you've oh, gone, shot. They've gone seven years with Josh Allen. At some point. Miami's really good. Healthy Miami's Tua, really good. Like, will Tua be alive at the end of the season? I'm not sure. I hope so. I don't know if you've watched some of the training camp clips. The offensive line is not good. For a guy who has a concussion history, I'm very con- like, as a person, I'm very concerned for Tua to his health. Um, yeah. I mean, it was scary last year. It's scary. It's scary it was watching him go too, out there. Right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's twice, scary yeah. Since, there. Cincinnati, and I can't remember the other game. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, I like the Ravens this year a lot. I think. Uh, well, I like one player on the Ravens from a BC perspective. I think Zay Flowers is really good. I think Zay Flowers probably R- the best. ROI material. Oh, 100%. There's no reason to. Yeah. Him, him or Gibbs. Well, him or Gibbs, I think. Who's going to be throwing balls, though? Lamar Jackson. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Well, no, he just runs slants. So just oh, slant true, true. Now, uh, Zay isn't going to be slant boy. That'd be really sad. If he became Michael Thomas. That's probably what he'll do a lot of this season. Because you're not going to run. Because the go routes are all going to go to. You're going to put him on go routes, though. They're going to stretch the guy. Odell's your go up and get him. Todd Munkin from Georgia barely runs. And Todd Bateman's a much better. He's like 6'3. Yeah. Why would you Odell? No, Bateman. No, he's not. Bateman? Bateman is not 6'3". I thought he was a big guy. No, 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 no. Uh, but really? I like the Ravens a lot this year. Uh, again, but the Ravens and Bengals play in a really tough division, so that's always tough for them. Steelers. Bateman is 6'1". Okay, so no, that's fine. That's, that's still tall. I like the Steelers this year, too. So I mean, the Steelers are... Mike Tomlin is probably the best coach in football right now. No disrespect to, I think to Bill Belichick. Or Andy Reid, but I never seen a like seventeen years of that losing yeah. season. It's like, like crazy. It's nuts. It's it's crazy. Well, um, Steelers haven't had a losing season since '88. In my entire lifetime, they haven't had one. So I mean, the organization's really well run. Uh, if you look for the NFC side about Super Bowl, not a lot of teams in the NFC. Again, the Philadelphia the Eagles. Um, the Eagles didn't get yeah. better. The Cowboys are probably going to go on a Cowboys are gonna decline Cowboy. this year. Niners. Uh, we really trust no. Brock Purdy. Not, it's hard to win without a quarterback, I think. I, they're talented enough to do it, and, and some teams have done it, obviously, in the past. You look at, like... The Ravens. You look at, like, the nine, the ninety, the 1990 New York Giants. They won it with uh, a backup. They won it with a backup. And so you can. Um, Ravens did win with a backup. Trent Dilfer. Uh, other, other teams in the NFC that I would look for... Like, the Seahawks. Is Geno really going to be... The Seahawks, no. Hmm. Again, maybe the Giants, but I don't know if they're ready yet. Well, who said the Bengals were ready when they made it? So I don't know. I re- it's it's really like do teams really anyone. care if they're ready? Yeah, <laughs> I I don't love anyone in the NFC, and and I think the, in the AFC it's it's the it's the Chiefs to lose. So I agree. I, I, the Chiefs. Yeah, it's everyone versus Kansas City at this point. But let's, as I kind of alluded to in the start, there hinted at. Let's get to some picks, boys. We haven't done picks in a few months, and I kind of botched the. Uh, Record keeping with the picks last year. We didn't know who won. Who Jimmy, Jimmy likes to say that he won, but we'll get we'll give it to Jimmy. Who? Jimmy? What? Who? 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 <laughs> I. All right. I, all right. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. He, he, he didn't want to come today. Not nor, neither did any guests. So he, I mean, he's with everyone else. Let's Actually, go. I heard Jimmy had a uh, root canal. Is that what it was? I thought it was. A, I thought it was a groin injury. I no. Yeah, or is that what we did last year? It was another medical procedure, but usually people don't have that till they're like 50. 
So like mm. I don't know. Those Apparently you have to you can't you have to drink a lot of water beforehand now. I just know something happened to his mouth. I heard he got I a kidney. I heard it was the other end. Do we, Timmy? Ooh. Um, but let's pick some games, boys. First time in a while, we actually had a request for this segment to come back. If you mm. are listening, you know who you are. So, Timmy, let's start with you. Notre Dame plays NC State. It's twelve o'clock on Saturday. Irish are favored by seven and a half. Who's your pick in that game? Notre Dame. Sam Hartman is the truth. God, he's so handsome. Polly. He is the truth. Polly, who you got? I don't want them to because I they, I can't stomach Notre Dame going three and zero. But I think they're going to do it three and zero. Notre Dame. There we go. They got. That's right. They are two and zero. They won that game in Ireland against the Navy in convincing fashion. Nicola, give us your last one. God, Sam Hartman, so attractive. Oh no, but Noah's not here to share it with beautiful you. Beautiful eyes. I'm. Uh, he's handsome. He's handsome. You get lost. You know? And the fact that you know he plays for a rival. Well, he used to play for Wake Forest, but like. That's who cares? It's but cares. now he plays for Notre Dame. Oh, so sad. You know, it's like when your it's like when your crush goes to your rival school. At least we're not gonna have to play him. You know, <laughs> it's terrible. I never got why you started that. Like, what, what was the thing? Because his eyes are so video? beautiful. All right, fair. I think it's fair. But who's your pick, Nick? The man with the beautiful eyes. Are you kidding me? We got three for Notre Dame. I'm gonna go with Notre Dame too. I think NC State could cover the spread though. A&M plays Miami, a little SEC-ACC challenge. That's at 3.30 on Saturday. Aggies by four is the line. Timmy, who you got? I like A&M. They have uh, Bobby Petrino, who coached the Oh, they do. Jackson. That's right. He's coaching up their quarterback, who I think he had five or six touchdowns last week. I like A&M. Uh, Paul, you're up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go A&M as well. Gonna stop making the company LinkedIn over there. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you want, yeah, you on a, that? a bit of a LinkedIn kick recently. Right? We're trying to. As, as as LinkedIn. <laughs> when does one have a LinkedIn kick? I don't know. You know, it, it caught on for some of my boys back home, and now it caught on for me. So this entire episode, I've been uh, obviously following along, but uh, no, they've been ca- they've been catching me off guard a little bit as I'm working on uh, my LinkedIn and the Beacon Street Buzz LinkedIn. Go, go follow. Go follow it. Go connect it. Uh, go connect with us, yeah. Yeah. Connect with us on LinkedIn. So, yeah, Texas A&M. Why? I have no clue. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a gut feeling, man. Uh, I think, I don't know. I always think Miami's kind of frauds. Uh, they played really good against Miami of Ohio, though, last week. Oh, it's Miami? No way. Texas A&M, 100%. Yeah, so. <laughs> there you go. He's, he's paying attention now, folks. Texas a- Texas A&M, although I want to give Miami their flowers. Uh, the guy, the quarterback for Miami of Ohio was like, yeah, we're going to show them who the real Miami is, and then they lost by 35. So <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Um, but Texas A&M will probably beat them. I'm going to go with A&M too because I think they're a better team. I think they are too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the logic of picking yeah. a team. No, no description. I think that they have better players than Timmy. Like you said with the quarterbacks, Bobby Petrino knows what he's doing. Ole Miss, the 20 versus 24 matchup with Tulane. That's also at 3:30. Jackson Dart and the Rebs are favored by seven and five. Let's Uno reverse it. Nick, go first, my man. Who do you like? I liked Tulane. Had a little, had like a fun year last year. It's so I fun. I think it's fun like when Tulane. Tulane's good. Green wave. They had one of pretty big bowl game, right? Yeah, they're yeah. really good. I think they're on a little football kick right now. So, I'm going to go Tulane for fun. At least to cover the spread. It will be a close game at least. Yep, yeah, Paul, just oh, whenever you feel like it. You know, um, get off LinkedIn, Paul. Yeah. The kids want to <laughs> see you. <laughs> I'm pulling off my LinkedIn screen right now. Uh 
Cut. I can't do that. I literally don't even know who they're playing. Too late, right. old man. We're just gonna, we're just gonna oh, skip it. All right, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be Ole Miss, and it's not even close. Uh, you can't compete with a program like Ole Miss, and Tulane's going to be no exception this week. <laughs> Paul, we can skip you if you want. You want? Uh, that's Paul's want? last pick. Right. And Paul, let me get NFL picks. No, I'm never good with these picks. Paul, we got NFL like, picks in a minute is the thing. Oh, NFL picks? We got NFL picks, too. This thing has you, been you like an hour. College football we got matches. the listeners want more. We'll give them more. <laughs> Timmy, you want right. to go. Okay, if I'm a big Tulane guy, one of my friends down there goes to Tulane, so I want to say Tulane, but Lane Kiffin, I'm a big Lane Kiffin guy, and Jackson Dart was a beast last week. Their two backup quarterbacks are also beasts last week. I'm going Ole Miss. Jackson, the highest rated quarterback in the nation after last week's game. The game of the week on, I believe it's Fox, Gus Johnson getting this one for the second year in a row, 7 o'clock start. Crimson Tide are favored by seven. They're the three. Texas is the 11. Timmy, is this Texas. the year for Texas? Give me Texas. They almost won last year before Ewers got hurt. Ewers is back. He's a beast. Give me Texas. Horns up. Uh, you know, feed me Texas. I'm right there with Timmy. Uh, shout out my guys who go to Texas. Uh, the vibes are high at Texas right now. That's what we're going there. They're feeling good in their athletic programs. Pretty much all their athletic programs, they're feeling really good. I think they beat Bama. I think, uh, I think, I think we're we're nearing the end of the Nick Saban era uh, of college football. Although we said, I'm sure we said that about like LeBron James and Tom Brady, and they played for however many years. So, you know, but I think it might be the end of the Nick Saban era. And I think, like like uh, Timmy said, Cam Ewers doesn't get hurt last year. Quinn Quinn Ewers. Sorry, Jesus. Um, doesn't get hurt last year. They maybe win that game. I like Texas. Horns up. Oh, how they never learn. Hook them. Oh, how they never learn. And am I just saying this because I'm a Texas hater? Absolutely. Roll tied on Saturday. Okay. Let's go to the NFL. Oh, you wait, wait. You respect Bama more than Texas? I think Bama will win. Okay. Breaking Bevo's heart. Okay. Oh. Let's go to the NFL. Lions-Chiefs, Thursday night opener. The listeners will hear this after the game is over, but Timmy, before the game, who do you think is going to win? So I was all in Chiefs I, Super Bowl, but I want chaos. I want the Lions to win. I want Give me the Lions. The NIU to their BC. We'll see. The Lions just aren't going to win. It's the Chiefs all the way. That like They are going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win tonight at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a... It's gonna be a Patrick Mahomes masterclass, it, as always. Yeah, the Chiefs will probably win. It'd be funny if the Lions won, but the Chiefs will probably win. Cause you know why? Because everyone's going to be like, ah, oh, he doesn't have Kelsey. You know, they're probably not going to play well tonight. And you know Andy Reid is cooking something, and it's not just burgers. So, give me the Chiefs. I would like to see a Lions win. Chaos would be fun. Bengals open up with an AFC North opponent. The Cleveland Browns will host Cincinnati, but the Bengals are favored by two in Cleveland. Joe Burrow, a maybe for Sunday. Timmy, take that in mind with your pick here. I don't care. I don't, I don't like what the Browns stand for. Give me the Bengals. You know, now that you said I, I wasn't aware that uh, Burrow is questionable, I think this game hinges on that. And if it's legal, if it's within our, our show rules. It is legal football. You, uh, legal football, give me... The Bengals, if uh, Burrow is in, Browns if he's not. That's okay. There we go. We'll take-
take it like that. Uh, I don't know. I I like Timmy says. The Browns are kind of, or at least their organization is kind of like trash for what they're kind of doing right now. Their fans deserve better. Fans deserve better than that. Um, especially the the female fans deserve better than that. Uh, so I'm not gonna. I I won't pick oh, the Browns okay. all year. Uh, give me the give me the Bengals. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati too. I I think regardless of. The Burrow situation, because they have a better defense, and I don't think that Watson will be able to score enough points against them. Packers will play the Bears with a little voice crack from me. Chicago is favored in this game by one point. Justin Fields and a new-look offense host Jordan Love and the Packers. Timmy, who wins? I like the Packers. I think Jordan Love... I've always been a believer in let the quarterback learn from someone. You learn from Aaron Rodgers, who learned from Brett Favre. I like the system they've had. I think Jordan Love is the truth. Give me the Packers. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are just the one-two punch. I think Packers easily in this game, and we're going to see how they fare without Rodgers this season, but like Timmy was saying, this, this should be a good one. I think the Packers are really bad. I think the Packers are a bad football team. And it's not, I don't think it's like Jordan Love's fault. I think the only reason they were in games last year was because of Aaron Rodgers. It's not better. They didn't get better. So, and I love, shout out A.J. Dillon. He's a great back. I wish he would go somewhere else so that he could start. But I'm gonna go with the with the Bears, and I and one and a half is free money, or whatever it is. That's just free. just one point. Just, just one point. point. Whatever. It's it's free money. So I think so. It's it's a pretty almost like a money line. You're picking yeah. who wins. I'm gonna take Justin Fields is gonna throw throw for a ton of yards and he'll run for a ton of yards, and they'll probably blow him out. Hopefully, oh, uh, or a blowout. Yeah, yeah probably. For fantasy reasons, he's been very good. Maybe the fantasy quarterback of the year with the amount of rushing yards he might put up. I also think Chicago is going to win this game without much of a problem just because of Fields' new weapons. DJ Moore is one of those weapons. Uh, I don't know. who uh, Khalil Herbert, I think, is going to take a big step. Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, exactly. That's another big one. So. Oh, good for Chase Claypool. He stinks. I don't like him. He he kind of fell out of his ways, but I'm glad that he's still in Chicago. And then let's go to the game of the night, the game of the week. The New York Giants, who hosts the Dallas Cowboys. Timmy will be in attendance. I would say that's the game of the week. I think the Monday night. Well, it's our our game of the week. It's our game of the week, Nick. The game of the week. It's the game that everyone cares about. Who cares about the Bills Jets? These Ravens are playing the Texans. Uh, I think we are unanimous in that one. (laughs) Sunday night football. NBC goes to MetLife Stadium. Dallas is favored by three and a half. Timmy, criminal. I'm assuming you don't agree with them. Criminal. Listen, listen, listen. What you're going to do right now, you're going to listen to me and Timmy. If you're in the greater Boston region, you're going to take the green line to the orange line if you're up near us. Or anywhere, you're going to get your ass to the orange line. You're going to get off, and you're going to get on the shuttle bus to the Encore, where you're going to drop the mortgage on New York Giants money line. That is the biggest joke I've ever seen. Three and a half, their favorite Dallas? Dow minus three and a half. That's that's pathetic. This is gonna be the game of the century and the New York Giants are about to blow out Jerry Jones's Dallas Cowboys. Paul emphatically. I'm I am i am just like I'm I'm floored that it's three oh, Um we can't promote underage gambling. Oh no, I don't consider so we can do, I'm all not all going the, to gamble. All the betting I I do please. I go to the encore, I go for a nice meal and a nice stay for the night, I do not gamble. But if you are a betting man and you're of age, get to the encore. He's place heard that the bet. sponsors that aren't here will get mad at us if we promote anything. He's heard 
he's heard that that happens at the encore. I'm afraid of the Dallas Cowboys constantly. No matter how good, <laughs> no matter how good the Dallas. I wish Cowboys you guys are. would see Timmy's face after that. <laughs> no matter, I, how, it's Dak Prescott. Who is scared of Dak we Prescott? We we couldn't beat Ben DiNucci last year. <laughs> that was Cooper Rush. That was Cooper Rush. New team. We got a new coach. I know not. That team went to the playoffs. You don't have a new coach. <laughs> the fact that it's Dak Prescott. From when we played Ben DiNucci. It's, oh. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. I'll give him credit. He's not what he used to be, so we but he's a good quarterback. But what's scary is the New York Giants. We got Daniel This Jones. quickly turned into the Giants' podcast. We have arguably one of the deepest wide receiver cores this league. week. Oh, the Pats play the Eagles. The Pats play the Eagles. That's, you want to pick that game instead? Probably not. Because no one's going to pick the Pats to win that game. Okay. Brady's retirement. Okay, the quarterback is they have one quarterback. The rest of the quarterbacks are on the practice squad. And they Bailey Zappi, no so longer. They're, wait, so they're not, well, they signed Corral, I thought. They did, they did sign Corral. That's right. Oh, wow. They did sign Corral, Timmy. I'm a big fan of that I like backup my, I, He should have got more of a chance, but he was in, pan, he was in Carolina. He got, he got screwed. Like He's like Josh Rosen. He got yeah. screwed. Yeah, Josh Rosen. And Josh bad. Rosen was bad. Well, Josh Rosen was pretty bad. Yeah. So I hope they give Matt Corral a chance. I, I can name 10 I mistakes agree. just from him, not ahead of him. <laughs> um, I think that that's gonna do it. We've oh, gone. If pretty. I didn't say, give me the Giants. Oh, thanks, Timmy. Well, I think we're all. T- I, I mean, we're all taking the Giants. I'm just not saying. I'm just you know, scared. You shooting the counter? Argument. Should I end the show on a bad note? Yes. Take the Cowboys. Go ahead. It'll be a mistake. Dallas wins and they cover the three and a half. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. No. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Encore I'm wrong. Encore Resorts makes money off people like you, Jay. You place those bets. <laughs> Stop talking about Encore. <laughs> again, he's not talking about the Encore. Nobody, we do not condone underage betting. You clearly do. I do not. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, we'll get everyone to go to the Encore. We've gone pretty long here tonight. Uh, we appreciate all you listening as always. Uh, tune in wherever you get your podcast. Spotify is the main platform we go to. Check out our Instagram for sports updates Boston College football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Basically, any sport that we play here, we're on it. And we will see you next week. That's right. That's right. That's right, Timmy. The chance. We, we were so close, Timmy. We were so close to finishing. I don't think anyone heard it. He's muted anyway, but we'll finish it up there. We'll see you next week when we will have a guest on our show. Go BC, beat HC, and happy NFL start to the season, Eagles. That was the buzz for the night. Off to the arm.